0: This episode of The Verse Podcast is brought to you by The Pour Over. Every day we're subjecting ourselves to division, whether we realize it or not. It's because we're following the news, (laughs) which has turned into a scavenger hunt for truth, hasn't it? It's exhausting just looking for the right information, let alone subjecting ourselves to partisan agendas, which leaves us, what, angry, stressed, anxious? If you're like me, sometimes you just want to give up on it all and... Honestly, that's what I did until I found The Pour Over, which is a newsletter created by Christians who couldn't stand following the news but didn't think being uninformed was a good alternative. So what they do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning is summarize the biggest news of the day and pair them with brief reminders to stay focused on. On God. If reading is not your thing, make sure you check out the Pour Over podcast on your favorite podcast platform to stay informed, stay encouraged in six to seven minutes. It's absolutely free, so make sure you subscribe to the Pour Over now by clicking the link in the episode notes. A Brighter Media Group original. Hey everyone, welcome to the first podcast. My name is John, and this is a daily pursuit to become more perceptive to what the Bible says. Thanks for joining me today. We are reading Acts chapter 19, verses 23 to 29. So, while i'm preparing this episode lord of the rings is playing in the background (laughs) and i found it ironic actually because the theme of today's episode is about worshiping idols and how to know if you are for anyone who's read or heard or watched lord of the rings you get it so i don't need to explain further about the power that the ring has in the story and the hold it has on the one uh, who comes into its presence if you haven't heard of lord of the rings Uh, Sorry about that. You should definitely check it out. But let's talk about the story of Romeo and Juliet. I actually never really liked it, probably because I read it in middle school or high school or something, and I never really understood it. But this idea of worshipping another person so much that the very idea of having to live without the other caused them to commit suicide. Bit dramatic, right? I guess that's Shakespeare. But either way, there are stories throughout history fact and fiction that show the issues that arise when we worship anything other than the one true God, and we see a true story of that playing out today in history, in the biblical narrative, and it begs these questions. How do we know what we are truly worshiping or who we are truly worshiping, and what is the difference between worshiping idols and God? Let's get into it. So like I said, we're reading the book of Acts and the part of Acts that is documenting Paul's uh, missionary journey. He's in Ephesus at the moment. It's around AD 53, 54. And wherever Paul preached, two things happened regularly. People got saved and people got mad. And that pattern was about to repeat itself in Ephesus, which is modern-day Western Turkey. Uh, Paul's companions had gone on ahead of him. Paul was planning to pass through Macedonia again on his way to Jerusalem. And after that, his goal was to preach the gospel in Rome, the capital city of the Roman Empire. His work was going really, really well. And then another commotion happened. Before he left on this journey, there was a major disturbance, as the scripture says, about the way, a disturbance about the way. Uh, The way was an early title for Christianity. I actually think it's kind of cool. Believers in Christ were to follow a new way of life because Jesus is the way. And so concerning the way, about the way, about what Christianity was. what was going on the people of Ephesus at this time worshipped the goddess Artemis known among the Romans as Diana so Artemis or Diana the temple of Artemis was in Ephesus and it was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world it was supported by 127 pillars that were each 60 feet high was decorated with these great sculptures It was eventually lost to history until it was discovered in 1869, I read, and its main altar was unearthed in 1965. In those times, as well as today, a famous landmark equals what? A lot of tourist traffic. And where there are tourists... There will be merchants willing to sell things to tourists. And one such merchant in Ephesus was Demetrius, a silversmith. He and his fellow silversmiths made silver shrines to the goddess and made money that way. And so that's what contextually brings us to what we're about to read today in Acts 19, verses 23 to 29. So let's be prepared to read. About that time, there arose a great disturbance about the way. A silversmith named Demetrius who made silver shrines of Artemis brought in a lot of business for the craftsmen there. He called them together along with the workers in related trades and said, You know, my friends, that we receive a good income from this business and you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus and in practically the whole province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands are no gods at all. There is danger not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited, and the goddess herself, who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world, will be robbed of her divine majesty. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Soon the whole city was in an uproar. Demetrius had a problem. <laughs> the growth of the gospel in Ephesus was threatening his business. People were coming to Christ and throwing their Artemis statues in the trash. <laughs> the Ephesians worshipped Artemis. Many were coming to hear Paul preach and then converting to becoming worshipers of Jesus. And for Demetrius, even though he makes this argument about Artemis being discredited, Demetrius didn't really care about Artemis. He actually worshiped the money that having the Ephesians worshiping Artemis brought him. Instead of this being a simple story about people who worship Jesus versus other gods, um, as I was studying, what was revealed is how many of us are like Demetrius. We may claim to be worshiping Jesus, but are we? What we worship is that which is most precious to us. So how can we tell what that is? For sure, without a doubt. Well, one way would be, if we ever lost whatever it is, how would we respond to it? We know Demetrius worshiped money, right? Because the threat of losing his profits, his trade, caused him to whip up the crowds into a frenzy. He incited a riot over it. We know the people in the mob worshipped Artemis because the thought of losing her glory and her prestige sent them into an uproar. They went mad. It was incredibly dangerous, actually. And if you read further into Acts 19, you see that the mob streams into this 24,000 seat amphitheater, drags two of Paul's companions in there, Paul actually wanted to go in and speak to the crowd, but it it was not safe. The town clerk was worried that this riot would mean the loss of order and security. That's what he was worshiping. And all of these are false gods, Artemis, money, order, security. And one of the sure signs of any false god or idol is that we defend it when it is threatened. We come to its rescue. We protect it. We shield it. We cover it. We guard it. We, in some cases, sacrifice things, ourselves for it. We go crazy. What sets God apart from these idols? All idols. It's that God defends his people. God comes to our rescue he shields and protects and covers and guards and sacrifices even himself for us. So, how do you know what you really worship? The idols in your life are those things you are most eager and jealous to protect when it's backed up against the wall. That can be practical, tangible things, it can be behaviors. Even being a good religious person or being a good Christian or serving God with everything, you know that can be an idol too. What are you worshiping? It'd be a great time to take stock of that right now and think about those things and I will encourage you today that when you worship the one true God Almighty he is the one who covers you and defends you you don't have to do that for him let's take our time to reflect on what was revealed maybe even go through that process of taking stock on what you're worshipping pray uh, with God reflect meditate on the scripture today and then we'll come back on the other side Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day um, here with the verse podcast. And I hope you are experiencing um Uh, A a different kind of fortitude and strength to get through the circumstances that you're facing rooted in what we are discovering by reading the Bible together. I'm right there alongside of you. I've got resources for you to use if you'd like to study deeper. I always encourage you to do that. It's the same resources I use to study, but also put on uh, the podcast. Those are linked in the show notes as well uh, as a form for you to submit any questions you have or a verse you might like in a future episode. My social media is there as well. So please reach out. I would love to connect with each of you. If you wouldn't mind, if you got some time, leave a rating and a review on the podcast, wherever you listen, leave comments. This is how the thing is going to grow and more and more people are discovering it. And it's all because of you. So thank you for taking an extra minute to do that. I appreciate you all. Make hope louder today. We'll talk tomorrow.